desired something beyond love. I might make the new woman, Clavel, independent, free, and a fit companion for the genius of Frankenstein. He created something beyond woman. Beautiful. Where did I come from? She'll break a few hearts, will she not? Who is she, Charles? What is she? Obey me. I will not obey you. You didn't create me. You didn't create me. As a matter of fact, I did. Sting. Jennifer Beals. The Bride. Listeners, welcome back. You are listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. Um, this is about the three-year mark for us, isn't it? It is. Yeah, because this is going to drop in October at the beginning of the month, and that's where we started three years ago. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It really is, isn't it? Um, we're just three friends in a shed at the bottom of a garden talking about a horror movie, uh, as so eloqu- eloquently put by Julian. <laughs> and uh, it's true, though. And we're not going to... Um, we're not going to pretend to be critics. We're just going to talk about the movies and uh, we're going to spoil the featured attraction. Try not to spoil recently watched. And we thank you moon rays for giving us that song intro creature features at the top of the show. You can, despite uh, our humble situation, we're taking podcasting to new heights. I, I like to think, I think we are. I can't say we're not. Well, uh, we haven't crashed in. <laughs> That's the most important thing. Yeah. We're, we haven't brought it to new lows. We're zooming right in on 150 episodes and three mm-hmm. years of doing this. And uh, we've only made a couple of people mad enough to tell us about it. A couple? Yeah. Well, you know, one of them was just whatever. But um, <laughs> did I forget anything in the intro part? I don't think we're not, so. We're not critics. We're not going to pretend no, to be. We don't mean to make you mad. Yeah. And if we do, well, you know, grow up. We're not your mommy. Um, so I'm Richard. I'm here with Will Hello. and Jolian. Hello. And we're going to talk about what we have recently watched. I'll start it off by saying nothing. <laughs> nothing uh, at all? Some television. Just some television. Just any television? It was yeah. just on? Whatever was on. Confirmation hearings. <laughs> that went, oh. <laughs> that went very hilariously. Um, no, I shouldn't say that. That is uh, 
that is not right. But um, yeah, things didn't go as maybe people thought they would. So no. that, that was pretty fascinating. Um, we won't mention what confirmation hearing, so we can use this episode later. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so I just watched some television, really. And uh, that's it for me. Uh, I was getting ready for a show that happened yesterday called Morbid Curiosities or Morbid Expo, however they want to call it. And I did Mark well. Morco. Yeah, Marco. Um, I did well. Marco. And, and met some cool people. I met a woman named Jackie who is uh, a big Nicolas Cage fan. She had that Vampire's Kiss artwork uh, on a tote bag. Huh. And I said, oh, Nick Cage, holy crap. And then we started talking about, have you seen Mandy? You know, we had a whole big, long conversation. And I said you should be a guest on our show because right. she's a bit of an authority on Nicolas Cage. Oh, well, yeah. And, Ooh, and, we could use that. And a bit of a fan. Good. Probably in a similar way that we're bits of fans of <laughs> Nicolas Cage. So uh, I told Jackie, give our show a listen. Here's my email address. Uh, let me know if you'd like to be a guest sometime. And I think she'd be great. And we got a firm no. <laughs> Not yet. Firm, but polite no. <laughs> <laughs> a big fat no. Uh, it's like, how do you change the font size in an email? <laughs> but it was, it was huge. It was just a shouty gift. Someone <laughs> Nicholas, yelling no. Nicholas Cage, Cage yelling no <laughs> from some movie. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I met some cool people. Had a nice time. But uh, that, getting ready for that show was um, very time consuming and uh, in a good way. And uh, got another show similar to it. Uh, this next weekend, and I feel pretty ready for it. So I'll get to watch some movies this week. And I imagine these kind of morbid horror shows will go and continue uh, right up around the end of December. Um, that's the, <laughs> that's the funny thing. There is there is a show called Mayhem Market that I'm going to be doing that is in November, and it's meant to be sort of a pre-holiday thing for people who. Shop differently. Then. Shop differently, like not paying. <laughs> with, a, with a dwarf in a sack. <laughs> with a dwarf in a sack. That's how we shop differently. Yeah, we're going to get to the dwarf in a sack. Um, so, uh, Sounds yeah. like a malt liquor. <laughs> dwarf in a sack. <laughs> Aged for five years. Mm. Dwarf in a sack. Five years. I want some fresh stuff. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, which of you would like to talk about recently? Watched? I watched most of season two of Sneaky Pete. Oh, so you I'm got it going. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we watched a show, I believe you mentioned, on Netflix, Mr. Sunshine. Did you talk about this show? No? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of interesting. It's a Korean show about a Korean-American uh, Marine just after the uh, Americans, uh, Spanish-American War. Wow. So 1902. So he's sent to Korea to kind of establish America's interest in in the country and uh i don't know it's kind of interesting i mean it's not it plays it plays pretty loose with the with history i'm sure oh no uh it's kind of interesting but that's all we've watched this week oh so well, that, yeah that, that was uh 
That was pretty to the point. Jolien, what about you? Uh, I watched a bunch. I Good. Fin- I finished the... Uh, the <laughs> Make ha- it up for what we didn't do. The Halloween book uh, I illustrated, and they seemed pretty pleased with that, so I think that's all done. Cool. So I had a, f- you know, a couple of days to catch up on chores and, and uh, had uh, access to Amazon Prime. Yep. So I've been checking out that. Um, so you weren't aware it worked that way. Now you got all kinds of stuff at your disposal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can just have that on the desktop and then I'll be, you know, I've got my table set up and I can just have stuff on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that was good. So I watched a bunch yeah. of stuff there. Um, uh, all right, I'll start off with, uh, I made a list of all the things I want to see on it. That channel, so wow, making my way through that. That is a good list. This is, this is we're looking at this list. It's yeah, it's, it's, at least three pages, <laughs> I believe, front and back. Uh, so yeah. now these aren't full size sheets. This is a yes. This is a small kind of note <laughs> tablet, but still, that's over a hundred. Oh I, yeah, I find uh, you know like a shutter. It's cur- curated. Right. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime is more of a dump. <laughs> so you kind of uh, dig through there and there's crud and you don't know what quality is it's going to be in or anything yes and so uh, you know I, i'm a pretty happy fellow you know it reminds me of digging through old uh you know secondhand places oh you know, very nice like an electronic secondhand old, old shop book, old bookshops or old videotape you know secondhand oh, places and you don't know what you're gonna get that's a good way I to like look at that. it but, yeah so i went through it and made a list of things because that's i've i've kind of uh you know, uh, lamented the loss of, I mean, those shops are still out there, but it's so easy to get things on the internet and whatnot now, yeah, yeah. uh, that it's kind of lost some of its appeal, but it would be fun to dig through. And I've found some real crap on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amazon. No way. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was fun to do. Anyway, uh, I in the Labyrinth, uh, Giallo from 1972, Mario Cayano, who did uh, Nightmare Castle. Um, this one's got uh, Rosemary Dexter, Alida Valley, Adolfo Celli, and Horst Frank. Uh, so Rosemary plays uh, Julie, and her husband's been murdered in a labyrinth, but maybe in her dreams. And she's threatened by a thug, but follows uh, clues um, using the name Maracudi. To an old town uh, where reside strange men, ruins, doors that open to nowhere, and a catapult cat. Oh, catapult, catapult cat. cat. And then there's a coastal villa which is owned by uh, Elida Valley. So, to Spiria okay. fans, you, you know, your red flags are already going up. Yeah. Uh, and there's a collection of eccentrics. Um, and uh, this place used to belong to a lover, Frank, who's this... Fallen Gangster, played by Adolfo Celli from uh, Thunderball. And uh, Guilty Secrets, Murder, uh, J&B Bottles. Uh, oh, very nice. Yep. Can I have those? Clue in a Painting. Oh. Head, head in a Fridge. No. Whoa, Clue in a Painting and Head in a Fridge? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This ticks the boxes. Oh, Was nice. this a good one? Uh, Did you mention leather gloves? It's yet? very pretty, and it's oh. uh, you got Sybil Danning in, in her first movie outside of Germany. Oh, playing Tony, one of these. I think she's one. She's she wanders around taking pictures of people's extremities. Oh, um, anyway, uh, that was that one. Uh, the Monster Walks, nineteen thirty-two. Frank Astrea, who did the Vampire Bat, nineteen thirty-three. Uh, this is sixty minutes. 
Um, you've also got the screen, a little short screen debut of uh, Willie Best under the name Sleep and Eat. Sleep and Eat. Yeah. Oh man, that uh, is. I'm afraid Misha Hour is in it. Uh, it's an old Dark House movie with an ape named Yogi locked in a cellar. Oh man, it's a it's a long sixty minutes. It's a long <laughs> sixty minutes. Uh, so uh, so that took me to Condemned to Live. 1935, again, Frank Estrella. Uh, this is an epic 65 minutes. Okay. Uh, Misha Hour again. Uh, is about on a string, which attacks uh, someone in Africa, and that leads to Vampire Terror on the sets of uh, Bride of Frankenstein and Bronson Canyon. Ooh, Bronson and, uh, Canyon. Uh, this, one's, uh, this one is a bit more interesting because it's quite um, sympathetic to the vampire. Um, he's this... Uh, uh, middle-aged guy who's, you know, he's, he's not, doesn't seem to have had an experience with the ladies. Huh. Hmm. And uh, uh, then this young woman comes along and uh, uh, and then he, then he, he's he becomes vampiric. Uh. But anyway, um, yeah, so that was the monster walks. Uh, watched, uh, oh, uh, I got my uh, Blu-ray set out with a complete, you know, universal Frankenstein. We watched all of those. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed that. Uh, all great looking. So you got through all of them. Yep. Wow. In order, Frankenstein through to Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Oh yeah, there's a tie-in. Not to... all at once, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, they're all about. They're all. They all satisfy the uh, the Barnes limit. Okay. You know, they're all, you can yeah, watch, they're all. You can watch a couple of those. Like... Yeah, what seventy something minutes. Seventy minutes. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, so you can minutes. watch a couple of those a night. Yeah, that's, that's um, pretty good. So that was really that was really fun. Um, yeah, uh, watching all them in order. All right, back to Amazon Prime. Uh, Blood Orgy of the She Devils. Ooh. Nineteen seventy-two. Ted V. Michaels. I don't know Ted V. Michaels. I uh, directed Astro Astro Zombies. Oh, dear uh, lord. Uh, what was that one with Teresa Tanner in it? Nobody stopped him after Astro Zombies. No. <laughs> hey, the misfits Pope named both eyes out. <laughs> he had a castle. He had a camera. He, you know, he had he had friends he could call on. And oh man, uh, that sounds like a make your own movie kit. Yeah. So yeah, no one's gonna stop him because he, he did it all himself. Yeah. Mm. Um, hey, the misfits wrote a song after Astro Zombies. Called. Right. called Astro Zombies. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that move with uh, Tourist Hunter is uh, the Dole Squad. Oh, it's kind okay, of proto yeah. Charlie's Angels movie. Fox Force 5. Uh, so, Blood yes. Blood was you the She Devils. You've got, you've got a coven operating out of a mansion in California. Um, uh, it's got dialogue like uh, this woman comes into the house, and then the first thing she says is, Who's a Visago? And the, the head witch goes, Visago is one of the 72 demonic intelligences who has been known to witches from time immemorial. That hmm. sounds like good dialogue. Yeah. Um, and there's an Indian spirit guide uh, uh, she uses. Uh, and uh, you learn that uh, Indian spirit guides speaking from beyond still don't use prepositions. Oh, okay. Um, there's a cool electronic score. If you're into like uh, circa 1970 Mort Garson. Oh, um, especially in his Lucifer guys, hmm. like a Moog, yeah, experimentation. Um, I forget who actually did it. Um, Moog experimentation. You, you've got a uh, there's a businessman businessman with a a sad clown painting who hires Marla the head witch to do a hit on a, on an ambassador. 
uh, which she does. So he gets spooked and gets a gunman to shoot up her coven. So t- she takes revenge on him. And then, wow. uh, but once she's done that, it's only about halfway through. So <laughs> we continued with uh, Dr. Helsford, who's called in uh, by students to to uh, investigate the witches. And and uh, he gives his opinion on witch hunters. He says, uh, uh, you know, looking back on the atrocities of the witch hunts, he goes, uh, people with nothing better to do can be vicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and he he calls in his psychic men team to combat the witch's cabin, and there's a bat on a string. Oh, so hey, pulling it all it all comes full circle. <laughs> no, um, no cat catapult. No, no, no cats at all in this one. Oh, okay, uh, stigma, 1981. Jose there was a cat Ramon in the movie Laraz. we watched. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stigma is about. Uh, there's, there's several movies called Stigma, but this was one about uh, there's this uh, young fellow named Sebastian, and uh, uh, he's he's got psychic powers, but this this kid thinks uh, all women are whores, <laughs> uh, and uh, he's drawn to, repulsed by his mother. Um, Wait, this wasn't the confirmation hearings we heard earlier, <laughs> yeah, was it? Yeah. The aforementioned. Uh, he's also Catholic. Well, yes and no. Wow. And he's uh, he's also psychic. But well, we don't know. But his brother Joe's girlfriend's friend Olga is also psychic, and then the girlfriend Angie becomes attractive to Sebastian. But Olga is also attracted to her, and Angie works at a bookshop with a Roddy McDowell book on display. Uh, <laughs> I didn't give my whole attention to this movie, I must admit. It was one of those early 80s movies where there's like a foot of glow off everything. Oh, yeah. Soft focus. Uh, and it, it, was quite, it was kind of dull, but it, it goes into like taboo areas. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's a bit cruddy, but I like the poster. Um, all anyway, right. So that's, that's all I saw. That's pretty good. Apart from the Frankensteins. And the bride. Yes. Now, um, neither one of you had watched this before, or you had oh, seen it yeah, years I'd and years s- ago. I'd seen this a long time ago. What did you remember of it when when I threw that out there as, "Hey, we should do this one." The beginning, the, the, which I thought was the end. Oh, oh. Well, yeah. I remember this being a lot closer to an actual Frankenstein story. An actual Frankenstein story, <laughs> and not the piece of crap that we watched. <laughs> so, how did you feel about it? Well, Gene asked for a moratorium on all Frankensteins. Uh-oh. No more Frankensteins, she said. Wow. So, uh, no more Frankensteins. Just like she doesn't like just psychopathic killer movies. Right, that are just killing just because. Just killing cause, and it's just a, usually just a guy. Right. Killing, you know, it's usually got to have a supernatural angle. Frankenstein is now in the box, too, of horror movies that she doesn't want to have anything to do with. Has she seen the good ones? Uh, Yeah. She's like, Frankenstein is the oldest of hats. Uh, Well, it's, I mean, 200 years. Pretty much, yeah. 200 years, so. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't care. (laughs) Oh, I don't care. Are you talking about that book that Keats wrote? Yes. Just checking. Uh, so uh, so you came back to this. You re- remembered it being structured differently. Uh-huh. But you got a whole lot of these 
these lovely uh, sweeping views of the countryside and and uh, people going to different places and seeing the scenes and seeing the oh, sights. Let's let's we'll get into all of that. And and Sting as an equestrian, yes, he's a good writer. And he was new at it. I just I read I read up on this a little bit, and apparently he had not ridden a horse before this, yeah. or had even seen one before. <laughs> and he, he was, thought it he was, was a little lion, and he hissed at it. <laughs> Have oh. you seen the size of that Great Dane? <laughs> oh man, that is a big dog. Look at that, that dog that's part man. There's a man growing out of that big dog. <laughs> so, yeah, Sting riding a horse, um, Jennifer Beals uh, not flash dancing. This was her second movie. Yeah, God. Uh, you could hardly tell. Uh, yeah. It was that she had ever been in anything before. So why would you you okay? Frankenstein is public domain. Yes. So anybody can make a Frankenstein. You set out to make a Frankenstein. You're like, let's make a Frankenstein. Um, what then makes you think I'll take My Fair Lady and mash it up with (laughs) Of Mice and Men? Yeah. And take out anything interesting in Frankenstein and chuck it. God, Except for the very, very beginning. It was kind of nice. It had mm-hmm. a nice look. It was sort of exciting, except you didn't know what was going I mean, you know what's going on, because it's Frankenstein. Sure. One hand, you're like, okay, I've seen this story a million times. On the other hand, when they just jump in like that, it made it feel like you had missed out on a movie, mm-hmm. which I guess that they were sort of referring to Universal. Pretty, but Pretty clearly, I think. I got on a hammer vibe to it too well yeah so anyway um the uh uh sting decides to make a a bride for frankenstein it all goes horribly wrong frankenstein wanders the countryside with a little fella while the bride gets taught english and table manners mm-hmm. and about the existence of cats uh-huh. or maybe not. No, no they skipped that. They <laughs> skipped that. That was an important lesson. She skipped that day. Cats. Yeah. No, they only that, look like little lions. She knew about lions, but <laughs> that's she didn't the big know. thing. <laughs> that's the disconnect here. You know? Oh, oh wait, you know about lions, but you don't know about house cats. Right. And why are tiny things not Less scary? Less scary? Ultimately less scary than a big thing? Why would a little thing scare you so? That sounds like the worst lie I've ever heard. Mm. Um, also, a- <laughs> how many takes did it take before they both stopped laughing hysterically at that line? <laughs> Probably a lot. Wow. Oh, I could just imagine Sting's character, uh, Baron Charles von Frankenstein or whatever. Von Frankenstein. Charles. Charles Charles Frankenstein. Yes. Uh, Bobby Frankenstein. Um, Yes. Chucky Frankenstein. (laughs) I imagine there's Bavaria's full of people called Charles. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I see you crossing this off your list of conspicuous things that were dumb in this movie. Uh, No, I did remember this looking really good. Okay, so you had seen this a long, long time ago. I saw it when it opened. Okay. Like, I mean, th- this is so long ago that uh, 
you know, you know what you, you know what I really liked back then? What I liked beer. Uh. <laughs> I really did. But I also liked movies. So I went and saw this movie at the movie theater when I was a young man. And um <laughs> You came was, out older. I was not blackout drunk when I saw this. I wish I had been. <laughs> so uh let's just let let's just unpack a little bit about this movie. All right, so they got this script. Uh, one director was like, I want nothing to do with this. And, uh, okay. Really? So they got this other director and he did this movie. Frank Rodham. Yeah. And, uh, so we got Frank Rodham working on this movie and, uh, sure enough with good locations, uh, there's these sweeping views of the countryside yes, and Southwest France mostly. Yeah. And, and these lovely estates and the camera work was good. Mm-hmm. It was mostly in focus and it was mostly well lit. And it, they, and most of the actors did what they could with what they had right other than jennifer beals though she did win a razzie she won a razzie for this do you feel that was fair or was she trying oh, to play the yes. character do you think she was trying to play the character the way she thought it would be kind of at, uh it a doesn't little matter vacant. what she thought she was doing <laughs> all that matters is what came across on the screen which was not a lot not a lot of good acting <laughs> not a lot of good acting but then again i, w- I will throw in the uh, you know, to be fair, I, I will throw in the the idea that this was a terrible script and nobody could do. <laughs> they had nothing to do. Okay, Julian, what about you? What do you think? Of, uh, first well, of all, Jennifer Beals' performance. Uh, I liked her. I, she was okay. the uh, she was the most compelling character to me. Uh, uh, I had issues with her eighties hair. Uh-huh. Uh, I, f- I found a lot of the characters had 80s haircuts. Yes. And yep. even the horses had crimped hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you notice? <laughs> the horses had side ponytails. Um, <laughs> she's going she's to be in uh, the Swamp Thing series next year. Oh, wow. As uh, Sheriff Cable. Um, and the locations, yeah, my family used to go on holiday down there. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? The Dordogne region. Uh, nice. And it really looks that lovely. Yeah. I mean, and then one of the other um, locations they use is the uh, the gardens of Bomazzo in Italy. Uh, that's been in a few films. It's the one with the worst bizarre statues. I wanted so you've got just the, a f- travelogue of that. Yeah, so it's that. So in in the bride, you see the sirens, right? And, uh, and so those sort were of real. Bat. Yeah, yeah. This is an actual. I think it's seventeenth century garden. Uh, it's been in Softly, Softly, The Adventures of Hercules. Uh, they did a, re- re- a replica of that, the, the big mouth statue yeah. mm-hmm. in uh, uh, The Relic. And uh, I think the earliest one is uh, Castle of the Living Dead. Hmm. 1964. Wow. Christopher Lee. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, nice locations. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay, um, let me ask you both. Uh, so we covered Jennifer Beals. You thought her performance maybe was what the character I, might I, do? I, I, I liked it, yeah. Will says not much good came across. <laughs> I, I think I think it was consistent, at least, which tells me that she was doing what she believed. Yeah, she, she, just, she goes from this, uh, like, she doesn't know what she is or where she is and, and develops over the yeah. course of the film. So She remembers lions, but not she house cats. Interesting. And, yeah. Um, I was fine with her performance and, and I remembered Sting, um, doing remarkably well for it being a pretty early role for him. He had done a few movies before, but, um, I thought he did a good job. 
Could he have not stuck out more? <laughs> this is like if you did The Merchant of Venice and Billy Idol was in it. Right. Yeah, he doesn't he, he doesn't get lost in his character at all, does he? No, he just he sticks out like a sore thumb. Every time he appears, you're like, Oh, it's Sting. What's yeah. he gonna do? And then he does nothing. Now he when he plays a bloodthirsty Harkonnen in his little diaper in Dune. <laughs> It was good, even though it was terrible, and he really chews the scenery in that movie. But it, you know, this just—it had not. He had nothing to do. Yeah, I thought it was better in uh, Brimstone and Treacle, which I, I don't think I ever saw that. I um, saw that a long yeah, time it's ago. Like from this like period, you can look at uh, like David Bowie. You know, you know, it's always like, oh, there's David Bowie, but mm-hmm. he's you know he, he brings this character to the screen and yeah he know, so he did he did get he lost in Andy Warhol role. though yeah 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 so you know what you know you know is you know you're looking at him mm-hmm. but he's he creates a different character each time and yeah. yeah yeah you didn't necessarily know you were looking at Bowie when he played um Andy Warhol in Basquiat yeah it's fantastic yeah he was he was amazing um so so it's just Sting stinging it up, stinging around, being yeah. Sting. It's kind of what you got. But there's a lot of uh-huh. uh, a lot of people in this. Are, are just you know, there's British comedians in there. There's like Alexi Sale and uh, uh, Timothy Spall is in it, and Phil Daniels out of Quadrophenia's in it. So yeah. There's always like familiar faces. And the the assistant um, at the circus, uh, who I think of as shitty Ron Wood, he's like fake fake Ron Wood from what the Rolling Stones looked like back then. <laughs> Uh, the one who cuts the harness. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, uh, Phil, Bella. Dan- Phil Daniels out of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, I, yeah. I remember reading that one of these cats was in Quadrophenia with. But you, you, uh, so you've got uh, David Rappaport as Ronaldo. Uh huh. Yeah. And then you've got Clancy Brown as. Yeah. Victor. 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 Um, how did you feel about the casting of Clancy Brown as Victor, the monster? I thought he did pretty good. Yeah. I I liked Frankenstein. I, th- I thought he did a good job. Um, and, and of course, I think the character of Ronaldo just there wasn't there wasn't a lot for him to do except for sort of um, bring the monster from one situation to the next and maybe do some amusing things along the way. Like, uh, oh, steal from the uh, the poor box at, yes, the, uh, at the church at the church and uh, come up with a clever uh, trapeze routine Um but other than that, uh, educating him on uh, sharing a chicken or uh-huh. uh, that puppet shows really aren't that great and we should I, get moving. I enjoyed the the Frankenstein and the little person story. But, but I, I think I it was only it compared like... to the to how terrible the romance bit was in the rest of the movie. In the other movie, they were showing us at the same time. Yeah. Because these two stories don't really... Join up. We wondered what the hell this movie was about. <laughs> I mean, I, I know on the surface what it's about, but what was the? Why was this movie made? Why did somebody <laughs> go? I have this awesome idea for a Frankenstein that does the story differently, but w- w- ultimately, what was their goal here? I, I think uh, you you have like the posh people educating her, mm-hmm. and they you know they profess to. To be about liberation, but they're not. Yes, and right. They, and they're kind of cruel about how they educate her. And then on the other hand, you have the the working stiffs who are the common yeah, people they, who are also awful. They can be cruel, but you know you have uh, Ronaldo is is quite kind to him after a while. He is kind to him, but they don't really do anything 
uh, I mean, they're nice to one another, but we don't ever see them. They're the outsiders. Being nice to anywhere else, you only you only sympathize with them. I think because they are so put upon by everybody else. True. Had they advocated, but they themselves don't really have any. I mean, they're nice, but (laughs) that's that's kind of it. They're not anything really. Well, no one gives them any agency at all, which which you would expect, you know, given that he's yeah. Kind of big and dumb and a monster. Uh, and a monster. <laughs> and Won't people think of the monsters? Won't well, somebody think of the monsters? <laughs> well, as, as you say, it's like Mice and Men. And I, I found him because yeah. he's so scrubbed. And, you know, he's basically this big guy with the, like a scar. Yeah. So I didn't, uh, it didn't feel like I was watching Frankenstein's monster. The, it felt like I was watching the. Of Mice and Men, Len, yeah, Lenny. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's George and Lenny, and uh, it's uh, if you remove the fact that they were created by Frankenstein, yeah, same story. Nothing changes. Yeah. The, it's there's nothing added other than the little bit at the end when she's like, "You didn't make me," and he's like, "Ha ha ha." As a matter of fact, I did. Because like this violates the Barnes limit. Ah, uh, yes. Time. You could have excised all that. <laughs> Just concentrated on her because it is called the bride, right? Yeah, and shown her development. She could have done all the distraction at the end because she's, you know, yeah, stronger. Uh, so it was just un- that would have been great. I mean, it was nice. I, you know, I like seeing the old circus and stuff like that. But yeah. yeah. Also, if your dream is to go to Venice, why do you go to Budapest? <laughs> sure. I mean, I didn't look at a map, but it seems well, it, like if he's going from. Frankenstein's place, which is traditionally somewhere in Bavaria. Yeah. Then he's he's heading east. East to Budapest. Yeah, hunt for hundreds of miles. Yeah. And uh, if he'd gone south... He'd, he'd go to Venice. to Venice. Yeah, it's not like Venice was, you know... I mean... <laughs> it's not on the moon. <laughs> maybe he had never really seen it and he thought, streets made of water, that's crazy. But he could have gone there. It wasn't on the moon. It wasn't in China. It was... <laughs> It was closer than Budapest. I was, I was kind of hoping at the end that, like, you know, it would pay off with uh, the monster carrying him in his sack all the way to Venice and then, like, tying the coin around the sack and throwing it in the canal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have I... been a poignant moment, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, so do you, do you feel that, uh, that the movie itself, the movie makers, exploited little people at all? Or do you think it was a, a pretty judicious and fair, nice use of, of uh, him as a character? Uh, he's, he's just treated like a fellow. Yeah. yeah, they did all right. I mean, you saw society do to him what society might do, like that, that Pasho that's like, out of my way, you ghastly little man, or yeah, whatever yeah, he yeah. says. Beastly yeah. little man. Yeah. And kids were poking him with the stick. Yeah. Yeah, the monster chased him off. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, he's not a monster at all, is he? Victor. He's a, He's got a name. He's got a name. He <laughs> wasn't a monster at all. He only killed two people. Yeah. When I go to see a Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. You want, I want. You want a body count. <laughs> I want him hucking people into tiger cages. What was with that guy's face he pulled? When he died, I had to back it up because Gene looked away and was like, no, you're not getting out of this. You have to see this face. He crosses his eyes and sticks his tongue out. And then it goes black for a second like it cut to a commercial. Right. 
There were a couple of cut to commercial moments in this, I felt. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like, weird. am I watching this on... Which was funny. This was the opposite this time. This movie was two ninety nine for rental. Uh-huh. And then I looked again and it was free. Weird. Mm. So That is just weird. Why does this... Th- keeps changing on us. Yeah. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills sometimes. Sometimes. Um... Let's let's uh, go back to the okay. The opening scene felt more like a Hammer movie to you than it did a Universal. Well, it was kind of it was kind. Of, I wouldn't say more. I would just said I would think it was more Universal. But I I was getting some hints of yeah I, of a Hammer film all the, there. The body parts in the tanks. I think yeah yeah that seemed more yeah. Did you I, like that when the um, electricity started more radiating that all those things came to life? Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah yeah. I thought you know. This could be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. But no. No. <laughs> and wasn't there something, there was something else that was like, uh, I don't know, that big energy ball thing. Yeah. I like that. Know, yeah. Um, it seemed like unnecessary that if you were going to have a barrel that dumped sand, that you would have a super decorative uh, gold face yeah, barfing I, the sand out. I, but I, I liked it. I appreciated it. Yeah. I, I liked that too. Yeah. The hunchback didn't make it long. <laughs> He's not going to be in The Bride Part 2. No. <laughs> and because of the box office, uh, neither was Sting or anybody else. No. Because did you get the box office on this, you guys? No, no it, it tanked badly. It badly. made no I money. Know, I don't know exactly what it... It lost a lot of money. Yeah, it cost like $15 million and it only made 70000 or something. No, it, 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 uh, if I remember right, it cost about 13 and change, $13 million and change, and they made about 3 point something million, like not, even, not even $4 million. They lost around $9 million on this yeah. thing. That's bad. Yeah, just... I, I had no frame of reference for that or any knowledge of that at all. I would have assumed this well, was wildly successful. I don't know. It was... I I just found it really boring. Yeah, yeah, that was the main uh, crime. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, it kind of after the opening scene, it just drops the horror. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, which would be fine if there was a compelling story to replace it with, but um, sure. yeah, it's just okay. These locations are nice, and then I looked at the clock, and it was like thirty-five minutes in. Oh man! But uh, I, you know, yeah carried on you you have to at that point let go of it being a horror movie at all yeah. and people who are new to this listening to the show might be like why are you guys even talking about this it's not a horror movie it's kind of not yeah I, it just felt like one of those movies probably at the time i, I tried to find articles in the time but i couldn't but they probably said oh this isn't a horror movie it's a romantic adventure yes right um, it's a romantic adventure with a kind of buddy road <laughs> film yeah. mixed in, you know. Yeah. So the monster comes back, you know, with his jacket sewn back up and uh, he's speaking more clearly. Yes. And more knowledgeable about and then it how made things it, work. It made it seem like Budapest was right next door. Yeah. Because he just shows mm. up. Mm-hmm. And we're back. And we're to back. Bavaria or England or France or wherever we are with <laughs> Charles over here. Yes. Europe yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Generic Europe. Generic Europe. Yeah. From uh, like Universal Days. They had their weird mashup. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I love the neighborhood. Uh, like uh, in the, the old Frankenstein films, you had like a Goldstadt and that's next to Viseria and everyone's there. Yeah. Like uh, all the monsters. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So what do you feel the, the movie got right 
Will, what do you think? What did what did they do right? What the did they tower do right with, blew up nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, that gave us what we wanted. Yeah, the laboratory stuff was all cool and yeah, moved around. Yeah, good. And, yeah, lit up and made dead body parts and juice vibrate and. I laughed really, really hard at the cat line. Almost, almost made the movie worth it. <laughs> I mean, I got a really good laugh. I had to back it up and rewatch it because. Yeah. And for anyone who gets too excited about the full frontal nudity, that was a body double, by the way. Yeah. Why did she have no scars? Mm-hmm. Good question. Why that was a question I had was what was the quantum leap in stitching up technology? <laughs> Is that, that why she was sewn into her bandages at the beginning? And there's another question to, to be asked here. Should he be cutting the gauze open with a scalpel the way he did? No. Right. How many right times did he blind Jennifer Beals? <laughs> <laughs> right. What actresses were in this role originally before they had her? Because they were blinded on the first day. Right. Yeah, there was definitely some sort of uh, non-scarring technology that Dr. Stingy Charles von Frankenstein came up with. Charles Sting von Frankenstein. (laughs) Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Oh man! Oh man! So what? So what they got right was uh, very little. Okay, that's Jolien. Anything else you could think of? They got right? Mm. No, on like the beginning. Yeah, the yeah. beginning was great, yeah. and that's all I remember of this movie. And I naturally put it at the end in my memory because it seems like the ending of the movie. Now, if they did want to make this a horror movie, what could they have done? Like what? What could have happened? Jump the... scares, cats on catapults. <laughs> you mean tiny lions? <laughs> tiny lions on catapults. Um, I did it... like that she dressed up as a cat for the masquerade party. Oh yeah, it was a good callback. <laughs> that is good. How about Carrie Elwes? Um, oh, I kept having Men in Tights flashbacks. He was just too. Uh, he looked know, very. Clean and pretty. Yeah, he's better in other movies. Yeah. He's, he's kind of oh, yeah, he's been much better. This I don't know if this was one of his first movies or whatnot, but he seemed more of a kind of prep school jock type yeah. that was miscast. Right. Like he, And that fakey scar on his face. Yeah. yeah. yeah and he, I love that Frankenstein comes in and tells him, put your clothes on. It's like they couldn't put any more clothes on. They're already fully dressed. Yeah. A hat? Right. Some galoshes? I don't Some know. Some gloves? Should I put the gloves on now? What? The... And then he, then he threatens him, I shall kill you for this. Mm. <laughs> and and now Waze takes... is like, sure, come on, bring it. Yeah, I'm, choose your weapons. I'm equally skilled at all of yeah. them. All of them? Do you have a catapult? With a tiny lion on it? <laughs> no. That would be a great duel, wouldn't it? <laughs> Cat catapults at, <laughs> at, 30, at 30 paces. <laughs> at dawn. Yeah. Right. Just bring them with you in the violin cases. Yeah. <laughs> Two uh, little cat kittens packed into the cushions there. Oh, man. Choose kittens kitten. on a bandolier. <laughs> <laughs> Just bushel baskets full of cats. Yeah. Yeah, I could see this. This is great. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, to answer my own question, I don't know what I would do to turn this into a horror movie, except for maybe more misunderstandings and bloody murders on the road. Um, Whoever was the, the excited director who did the opening, I wish it carried on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lost his momentum, didn't he? Yeah. What do, What do you think of the psychic connection between the monster and the bride? Jean didn't even realize that it had happened. Yeah. Because was... I asked her the same question. I was like, what was with that psychic connection that only seemed to be there once in a while? And she was like, what psychic connection? Exactly. I was like, well, remember he was he got dizzy on the road because she was spinning. It goes and, around. Like yeah. a bird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then later he was looking at the stars or something. I don't remember. And she was kind of seeing what he was seeing. I don't Yeah. Something like that. I couldn't suspend my disbelief of the part where the monster takes all that gold and then that guy on the road that was passed out drunk wakes up to sell him some cut glass. Was that man boiled alive before his role? He was so red in the copy I watched. Yeah, I think he was supposed to be drunk, but wow, how drunk are you, sir? Um, (laughs) Moments away from alcohol poisoning. Probably. Maybe the monster saved him. Maybe. uh, but for that guy who is obviously a total scumbag to go, oh, sorry, and he gives him like something. He was so charmed by the monster's uh, good nature. If you ever met a scumbag like that that was charmed by anything other than money, maybe he really was drunk. Yeah, maybe. He was, maybe he was a nice drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he wasn't a mean drunk at all. Uh, I don't know. Were there anything, any other observations or questions about this movie that either of you had? I think she should have become a cat lady. Yeah? She should have reacted way different to the cat at the party. Yeah. Become a cat lady, and then every scene there would be more cats behind her. <laughs> till the end of the picture, when Frankenstein and the monster fight, then the cats would fight them, and they'd all go off the tower at the end. Oh, I like it. Um... <laughs> man i don't i don't know i love sting falling off the tower or being tossed from the tower yeah because when he hit the ground it looked i don't know there was something about it that was hilarious too uh when he was chasing the monster with uh with the torch were you were you both thinking that thing really looks like it wants to go out we kept waving it and waving it I was like, I oh, didn't notice. How many that. takes did this take for them to be like, oh, wait, hold on, I gotta light that thing light again. Light the torch again. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be some way they keep that thing going, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, to turn it into more of a horror movie, it would have taken a lot, a lot of rewriting. Yeah. But this really wasn't a horror movie at all. No. Why, why are we talking about this? I, yeah, and um, it's all right. Why are you making a, a Frankenstein film and then not want to make a? Like into horror movie, yeah, yeah. Right. ignoring all the bits of Frankenstein. If you want to make Marston Men, go and do it. But yeah, yeah, why didn't they do that? Because there was no reason that he needed to be cobbled together out of body parts. Right. They never made reference to it. He could have just been a big dummy that was the gardener. I mean, that's all people thought he was. Right. I mean, in, in a horror movie, you use locations that add to the, you know, the psychology of it. The, yeah. The atmosphere of it. But here you're just like, oh, that's pretty. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. all, it's all sunny. It's nicely photographed. And it looks like a pleasant place to hike through on your way 
I think you could Budapest and and Venice, you know, Venice, Venice, and uh, ah, uh, you know, just looked like nice holiday. You know, it really yeah. was. I think you could do something neat with that. You know, have a a beautiful setting and and set a horror movie. But this was not even attempted in this film. Yeah, I mean, I mean look at in the, uh, the 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 original Frankenstein, you have that beautiful lake and yeah, and it's idyllic and you have little Maria playing by the the lake shore and, it, and it's like the most horrifying scene in the, in the movie. And it made me wonder if that if something like that hadn't happened in the pre-story of this movie because obviously the monsters already Victor mm-hmm. is already made and they're making the bride. Yeah. So are we to believe that the movie followed the yeah, original yeah, Frankenstein? It, it was was there an Elizabeth there who got killed? Yeah, it feels too? like it's it's like following on from the end of Bride. Yeah. But um uh, the, the original Bride of the Frankenstein. The original Bride of Frankenstein, yeah. But um but then it just that would have drops me- it and it doesn't replace it with anything interesting. No. But you wonder, you know, was the mon- did the monster kill a kid earlier, yeah. and they still agreed to make him? It doesn't seem like it. No, none of it. Se- it didn't seem like any of that happened. Like you're just tossed I mean, in. She and- doesn't look like she's pieced together from what's hanging from the local. Gibbet. No, and he he can piece together a body and and bring two people back from the dead but he couldn't come up with a backstory for her <laughs> appearance. He just kind of fumbles for it, like uh. Yeah, you were found in the woods. Right. <laughs> he couldn't be like, well, you were shipwrecked here. Yeah. And nobody knew who you were, and you have no memory. Right. And, you know. Yeah. Well, the struck by lightning thing explains her big 80s hair. Oh, he could have said that. You were struck by lightning. I mean, your after hair. After I pieced you together from body <laughs> parts. She, she doesn't have the lightning streak down the side. Yeah. Oh, I Also know. disappointing. Like you do. Yeah. There's no reports of bodies missing from the local, you know, dance yeah. studio, and nobody, <laughs> yeah, nobody recognized her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. she's like she's you know she's clearly the most beautiful person around for you know between there and Budapest and yeah. Well, maybe they didn't recognize her without her welding helmet on. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah, I mean that makes sense to me. And what kind of circus doesn't travel? They did seem to kind of stay put, didn't they? They just seemed to stay outside the gates of Budapest. Yeah, and Budapest is uh, twin towns across a river. Yeah, It's not like on top of a hill. No. And did the villagers chasing after the two of them, basically chasing after the monster, did that work at all? I was, I think it was right after Ronaldo was killed, and they he, caught him. Yeah, the blind man found him. Oh, yeah, yeah and then ratted him out. That I liked. Yeah, I you think. Oh, this is going to be the blind hermit that's yeah. going to help him, and yeah. then he turned him in. I like which, that. That was good, and then they chained him up, and he got out somehow. He tore it loose, didn't he? I uh, see. I don't even remember, and I was like, I watched this bit, and because in the original Bride of Frankenstein, like they lock, lock him up in that. Huge chair, that, that electric yeah. chair, and looking like a deal. Minute later, he just rips it out and just comes straight out again. Right. But, and uh, this, I, it just I, seemed I like remember. he. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't want to go back and rewatch it, yeah. but it seemed like yeah, they chained him up, and then he was at the castle, and it was like, were we supposed to? I guess we were supposed to imply he he broke free. Yeah. But then they they seemed like they got to that point where the villagers chased him, and then they were like, 
Oh, it's two hours. Yeah. Wrap this up. Come on. We yeah. got we got five minutes. Yeah, chop chop, everybody. Let's chop, go. Chop chop. Oh, so now he's fighting Frankenstein and they're in the castle. How'd we get here? Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Away. Please. End. End. <laughs> yeah, like he wakes he wakes up like out somewhere by the garden and she's like, Oh, hello there, strange looking man. And uh she didn't recognize him. She didn't remember the day they met, the day she was brought to life. So uh they hit it off nicely. They ran away to Venice together. Um, were they? Did they run know, off to Venice? It looked like they were just sailing away on a boat. Oh. Yeah, it kind of like does a montage and it has, has a guy panting away on the canal and then, then yeah. their faces kind of appear in the mist. And... Yeah. Uh, they didn't want to do any reshoots. I don't know. Maybe, but Maybe they had some like footage from Venice and then they could mm. yeah, just superimpose this. Yeah. Because they didn't say the locations were included Venice at all, did no. it? Okay. Yeah. Now, once they're there in Venice, you know, realizing Ronaldo's dream of going someplace a lot closer rather than someplace a lot further away and working for a circus, um, what? How are they going to sustain themselves? Did she? Well, steal? he he has a a long uh, resume with steak driving. Yes. On it and. Uh, <laughs> And probably some horseback riding and some babysitting. You know, if you're a steak driver, everything looks like a steak to you. It does. You know, that's yeah. all I got to say about and that. And the streets are paved with gold. Yeah. That's a good life. Yeah. Okay. So, and she could, I don't know, teach dinner etiquette. Sure. And maybe, you know, explain to people and, and help them understand what different animals yeah, are. Yes. She could. Of household pets. She, she yeah. would want to run a cattery. <laughs> yeah. And sell, you know, rare breeds of cats. Sure. I could see that being a thing. You know. Um, they could uh, resurrect your beloved pet for a fee. Oh, they could. Yeah. And every night, Victor would go home and think, this place smells awful. Yeah. They could, like, cross a. A cat with a, a platypus or something, so it could run around the streets of Venice. A ca- a cat- Ooh, a catapus. I'm sure there are cats in Venice with, with web with paws. web paws. Yeah, I, I'm I'm certain. Yeah, evolution. Maybe. Otters, maybe. That's what Don't Look Now is about. Like Don't Look Now. There's one of them cats with <laughs> Don't Look Now red feet going by. Quit telling me what to do, movie. <laughs> Don't. So. This don't. This is the part of the show where I ask this question: uh, Would you would you recommend this movie? No, to no, no one. No horror fans or no horror. If horror fans stay far away. Okay. Uh people who romance can't... fans stay far away. Sting fans, maybe. Okay, so if uh, you love Sting, he doesn't, if you he doesn't sing at any point. He does not sing, and he does nothing. Uh, well, he rides on a horse and stabs at a bird on a string. He does do that. That's pretty So cool. that checks a box, I'm sure, for all Stink fans. <laughs> right. Uh, does he... What is the name of that game? I don't know what that's called. That that bird on a string jousting game? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing, and maybe it isn't. They might have made it up for this movie. You know, uh, just like they did... I think that's giving this movie too much credit. Well, I think that's a real game. Yeah, who know who knows what Charles Van Frankenstein might do? Charles Van Frankenstein. Yeah. So, uh, 
yeah, Jolien, would you recommend this uh, in general or to a horror fan no. at all? Neither. I, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. No, it's, it's just who dull. <laughs> um, Maybe fans of boring films. That, that I mean, look if you've got access to Amazon Prime, then check out the first few minutes for a yeah a fun. The the lab set is is yeah. Good. Once the lab blows up, turn it on. Yeah, because it, it felt like there were someone who had seen Bride of Frankenstein and loved it because you got like there's a, a, a gay icon in it. Uh, Quentin Crisp is his assistant. Yeah, kind of Doctor Pretorius sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And you got those those bodies and the the tanks. Yeah. Did you notice that the head that I think was supposed to just be a head? Oh, yeah. that's that was the the hammer thing that was because he tilts over and like blood runs out of his mouth and mm-hmm. it looked very temporary. And something about that was like, oh, that seems very hammery. But you could plainly see it was a head sticking so, through the table. Oh yeah, yeah I, I wanted them to go with that movie. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. And, and uh, there's a recent one called Victor Frankenstein, which is uh, I, I thought was much more interesting. Yeah, but there's been a moratorium placed on yep. Frankenstein's at my house. <laughs> no more Frankenstein's. Well, well, we're going to be going into the Hammer series next. Oh, nice. Good. Um, so for next episode, we had discussed the possibility of doing a Guilty Pleasures episode. Yeah. Should we do that next? Okay. Um, do, you want to, do you want to share with our oh, listeners? What's... Got, uh, the Phantom of the Opera, the Robert England one, is on... Uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, is it? Oh, man. Which I've not seen yet. I have not seen that either. Ah, oh, it's bad. Is I don't it, remember. Oh, you've seen it? Okay. How much of it do you remember? Oh, I could watch it again. It'd be a new movie. So it is a mind, I mean, it's a it, mind eraser for you. It is a mind eraser, just like this thing. I mean, it wasn't surprising that all I remembered was the beginning of this movie. So we did talk about doing a, a Guilty Pleasures episode, which yeah. would include um, some movies that maybe we like that other people don't get. Or, yeah. and, and I don't think any of us really believe in the in the concept of guilty pleasures. Like we like what we like, and and we're pretty, uh, you know, fine with it. We, it's not like I need to be embarrassed to say, oh, I like uh, Jason X because I it entertains me and I find it to be really. I fun. think you should be embarrassed that you <laughs> like Jason X. That's the point of the guilty pleasures. <laughs> and we discussed that one already, and, and that's why it bums me out that you guys both have listed ones. Will, you said People Under the Stairs, and Jolie, and you said Thundercrack would be your guilty pleasures yeah. just off off the cuff. Yeah, we, just off the cuff. We yeah. might think of something else. Yeah, and and uh. I like I like things that I expect most people who aren't horror fans and not know anything about, like um, Brain Damage uh, with the Aylmer. Which we see, no, that's a yeah, great movie. We, yeah. co- we covered that one. Yeah, I would say something along the lines of say a random puppet master movie. Right. That if actually, you were like, I really enjoy Puppet Master Four. Yeah. Uh, whatever Puppet Master Four is, I don't. I know I saw a lot of those. Yeah. In the nineties, but uh, you know, or I really like Halloween Four. Yeah. For some reason, you know. Yeah, and and like I don't know if Halloween would quite qualify, but maybe one of the 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 later ones or yeah. you know. Or I really liked uh what was that silly Rob Zombie's House, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> I I don't think a thousand corpses one was too bad, but no. But if I like Rob Zombie uh 
uh, the Salem one, whatever. Oh, um, yeah. Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem. It's like Masters of Salem. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything Rob Zombie could probably fall under somebody's heading of guilty pleasures. So, but you know, so think on that one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I think that would be a good episode if you guys want to do that next. Okay. Um, otherwise, uh, we talked about doing some uh, some food-related horror, which we, yes. we, we're we happy to take suggestions, but we have some listed here, um, which I won't go over. Uh, but, but I think uh, at some point I really want to cover Bride of Reanimator because I know I saw it, but I remember nothing of it. Mm. How about you guys? Have you seen it? Do you remember it? I've seen it, and I didn't I've even s- remember there was a third one. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised there was a third one. Um, yeah, I've seen it, but I don't remember much of it. I think that's a great Mind Eraser episode. Okay. We, we, could, we could talk about you know some of the finer points of the first movie if we wanted, but um, I think that would be a good one in the near future as well, because uh, I know that one's on Amazon Prime. Is it? Okay. Yep. Um, so... We will cover guilty pleasures next time, the same way we covered. Uh, what was it last time we did? Blind spots. Blind spots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would love to revisit that, and uh, I think we covered today pretty well, considering uh, how much everybody absolutely adored the bride. <laughs> Should we call it a show? Let's call it a show. It's almost an hour. Hey, but we had and some it was music. free. So yeah. hey, that's true too. And you have to add a. a at the end, I want to stinger with the line, the whole little existence of cats, <laughs> little lions line, yeah. tiny lions. Yeah, uh, I will do my best to uh, to get that inserted in here. Yeah. Somewhere. Listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. <laughs>